Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. So on Solomon chapter number 6, we're going to read 11 verses. Now, this isn't everyone's book. It's not their go-to book. Because it can be a little confusing. Poetry, Hebrew poetry is a little different. But actually, this is a song. We're, we, done, we had a lesson out of Psalms this morning. I love the song. This is a song. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, Solomon, if I remember right, uh, he'd written over a hundred songs and proverbs. But he said, this is the song of songs. In other words, this is the best song I've written. This would have topped the charts. This is uh, this would have got him an award. That it was the song of song, and it plays out like some of our songs today. It's a love story. It makes some people blush to read this out loud in mixed company. It's pretty graphic in a place or two. Uh, but and they said the Hebrews. Wouldn't let the, their young people read this till after a certain age. Well, we're going to read it today to young and old alike. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm a little choked up here. Song of Solomon, chapter number six, verse number one. Have you found it? Shall amen. amen. Whether is thy beloved gone? Where's he at? O thou fairest among women. Whether is thy beloved turned aside? What's this? That we may seek him with the... She's been talking about it. And she made him sound so good that they wanted him too. Does that make any sense to anybody? My beloved has gone down into his garden. You can preach garden preaching a lot of times in the song of song. To the beds of spices to feed in, in the gardens and to gather lilies. I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. He feedeth among the lilies. Now, in my Bible, I have a head that said, the bride, first it was the daughters of Jerusalem speaking. I would believe that. Then we have the bride answering the girls that spoke. Now we have the bridegroom speaking. Thou art beautiful, O my love, as cares up, comely as Jerusalem, terrible as an army with banners. Turn away thy eyes from me, for they have overcome me. The hair that thy hair is as a flock of goats that appear from Gilead. Now, if you used to tell a girl that today, she wouldn't take that as a compliment. Your hair looks like a goat. But in that day, these black beauties shining in the sunshine, and when you said that, you were given a great compliment. Thy teeth are as a flock of sheep which go up from the washing, whereof every one beareth twins. There's not one bearing among them. Again, probably not a great compliment in today's time. That means they're snowy white. And they're not barren. There's none missing. 
I couldn't say that today. As a piece of pomegranate are thy temples within thy locks. There are three score queens and four score concubines and virgins without number. That's a whole bunch of girls right there. My dove, my undefiled, is but one. Now there's a lot of others, but they just want you. She is the only one of her mother. She is the choice one of her that bear her. She's the favorite. The daughters saw her and blessed her, yea, the queens and the concubines, and they praised her. Something special about that one. Who is she that looketh forth as the morning? Fair as the moon. Clear as the sun, and terrible as an army with banners. Now, here's the text. He's talking about this. He's going to think about something. He's going to go to a place. I went down into the garden of nuts to see the fruits of the valley and to see whether the vine flourished. In the pomegranates, but Father, I love you, and I thank you for the day. God, for this unworthy man to be able to stand behind this sacred desk once again on sanctified ground for the glory of the King. God, I am not here on my own accord. You have blessed me and enabled me to be here to put this upon my heart. I pray that you fill my mouth and guard my tongue. And you glorify yourself through this word. God, I'm just going to use your word today. I pray you speak to the hearts of the people gathered together here in the name of the Lord. And be a when I pray you say it, and everyone, God has broken. I pray you strengthen them today and help them. And I ask these favors today in the King's name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. And let me give you just a quick uh, outline of this book, of this story, of this soul. So in the soul of Solomon, this is kind of what you have. You have a king that comes to a vineyard. There's a vineyard. Everybody knows what a vineyard is. It's where they grow grapes. The king comes to the vineyard. The king sees a Shulamite. The king falls in love. The king, here's what he does, he falls in love, then he proposes marriage to the girl. And when he proposes marriage, she accepts. But when she accepts, he goes away. Now he's gone. She's waiting on his return. But he promises, if I go away, I'm coming back. So he's proposed, she's accepted, he's gone away, but he said, I'm coming back. So now she's looking for him to come back. Is anybody in the building today? She's waiting on him to come back. Then the king, one glorious day, comes back and they get married. Then the book, the song, concludes talking about the joys of that marriage and, and the blessing and the celebration of their.
is what you are. Brethren, you could have denied your children if you shaved their heads and painted their faces. Every man who sees them would have to say, That's their daddy. Amen. You produce what you are. Is anybody with me? Yes. I, I remember this this morning. I was asking the Lord to give me something to illustrate this with. I preached in Woodbury, Tennessee in revival of Scott Center. I don't know how many names he's coming up. I don't know anybody in Woodbury. At this time, I didn't know something. He called me and went down to the church to preach. He said, he said, your name kept coming up. They kept saying, we got to go and get this McCoy guy coming down here and preach for us. I said, praise the Lord. I'm in Woodbury, Tennessee preaching one night. It's cold. I don't remember what time of year it was. But this frost, that the windows would be quiet out in the bottom of Church. It was cold. I'm preaching one night. Now I'm in this barn where I'm Hallelujah Land. I used to jump pews and all kinds of stuff. Antics when I was preaching. I, I jump a pew now and lose my balance and break my neck. <laughs> I give an invitation and nobody moved. I thought for sure 20 people would be saying that night. Nobody moved. Now, they all hopped it out the door pretty quick, but that I'm thinking, well, I must not went near as good as that hop. We're standing at the door with a preacher. Everybody's gone. The preacher and I are just standing there talking. And this boy come walking into the church. He'd been out of his car and he, took, and, and he had on glasses, real thick glasses. I'll never forget The glasses, from the moment he stepped inside, his glasses popped over. He couldn't see nothing. He walked over to me and he said, hey. He said, uh, I think you're talking to me tonight. I said, well, I'm trying to talk to everybody. You were here, so yeah, you're clear. He said, I think I need to do what you're talking about. And I said, well, that's fine. He said, I think I need to go up there and pray. And I said, well, let's go. We're walking up the aisle. That's a, a, a typical old church, just center aisle, benches on each side. We're walking up front. This boy looking at him, glasses still fogged up, I and mean, he's fogged up back. He said, he said, I, I tried to start the truck, I couldn't get it to start. He said, I, I don't know if they can turn the key. He said, I don't know. I couldn't get out of the parking lot. He said, something just kept telling me. Hey, bless God. Something kept telling me. I needed to come back in here. We're walking up down the window. He said, I've never done this before. I said, something just gone out of my mind. I said, you know what to do? He said, not really. I don't know what to do. I said, well, let me tell you. Let me tell you what to do. And I wish I'd have written that boy's name down. But he got glorious. I said, and I regret this. I regret it. But I didn't know where to go to the Kitson. I had the suit on, had no other clothes. He said, What well, do I need to do now? I said, You need to be baptized. He said, Let's go. It's about 24 degrees outside. Let's go. I'm looking at the bathroom. They don't have a baggage. They have baggage. We have been looking. I said, Where are you baptized? He said, It's a long way from here. He said, We ain't got no lights or nothing. I said, Son, this preacher up there will spot that. He'll take you to baptize. Soon as you stay alive or you can go. You work it out. Then you go. Preacher said, I'm done. I don't know why I prayed God didn't you. know what was happening? Cause nuts produce nuts. Amen. Last week's 
And he saved such a bit of contrite spirit. That means sorrow for sin. Sorry for sin. And he does that to us and for us. When we're nigh him, he strengthens us in that place of brokenness. And we don't understand how God can do it. Listen, when you're in the worst place you've ever been in your life, God can strengthen you like no one else can. But you'll have to be broken for it to be a thing benefit. He'll not only strengthen you, but God will save you. If you'd like to be a nut from the garden of God, and not just wasted in the world, if you have a contract spirit, and that is the draw of God, the contract spirit, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Without the work of the Holy Spirit, you'll never be sorrowful for sin. Godly sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation. There'll not be that, it will not be that without the Holy Spirit reveal what's wrong with us. Bob's notes and his notes on the side of this outline. It said this ran. Had the preacher not preached and showed me my sin, I would have never been sorry and never been saved. strengthen you through the most difficult thing you ever faced in your life if you'll be broken by it. That's when he gets close. That's when he's closest. God is closest to them that are broken. And it's true. Let me tell you a story. I was praying for an illustration this morning. God dropped something in my mind up during the church and it a multitude of funerals. There's a young family going to church, faithful to the church, husband, wife, little girl. Faithful in the church, workers in the church, a blessing to the church. Going for the cause of Christ, never had the call that's always there. All these things, the things in life keeping on, everything's good and happy. And somebody said it, I think in Sunday school this morning, one doctor's visit away from tragedy. They go to the doctor and she's got terminal cancer. That don't seem fair. Won't you go get one of them people that just come on Sunday morning only? Or one of them that's really not committed to God? Won't you go get one of them? No, none of them. It's the one that's most faithful. And he shows up in that house. And they pray and they anoint her. Jason, they're looking for her to be healed. They anoint her. They pray over her. They do all the things that we do here, practice here at this church. They do all those things. And you know what happened? She died. And they went to the funeral. We're going to one this afternoon in Jason. And at the funeral, the pastor and some of the other people at the church, they begged them and said, hey, you and your daughter come spend a night with us. Stay with us a day or two. He said, don't go home tonight. Come and be with us. Don't be alone tonight. He said, he said no. So we got to go home. We might as well go tonight. So the daddy and the little girl make their way to the home. It's bedtime. He tells them, honey, you're going to have to get ready for bed. 
He takes her down, puts her in the bed, kisses her on the forehead, shuts the door, walks out, don't get down the hallway. He, he hears her voice, Daddy, Daddy. He turns around and goes back in the bedroom where she had. He said, yes, honey. She said, Daddy. He said, will you stay with me? He said, sure, honey, I'll stay with you. He said, I'm silent. She said, Daddy, Daddy, are you still there? She said, I'm still here. She said, Daddy, will you hold my hand? He said, I'll hold your hand. Daddy said, I'm silent, hold your hand. She said, don't leave me, Daddy. He said, honey, I'll let you fall asleep. Before I go. Here in a few minutes, the breathing is even. He realized she's asleep. He slowly gets up, folds her little hands on her breast, gets up, closes the door, walks out the hallway. He said he walked out on the back porch. He said he looked up in the sky and said he just broke it. He said, out in the sky, it's all soft. And he looked up into the heavens. He said, Daddy, Daddy, would you stay with me? He said, it was like the voice of heaven spoke to his soul and said, I'll stay with you. I won't leave you alone. I'm with you. It's the hardest thing I've ever faced, Daddy. Would you stay with me? He said, I'm with you, son. Lord, I'm with you always. Even the end of I'm with you. Said he stood there staring into the heavens in a minute. He said, Daddy, said, would you hold my hand? Would you hold my hand, Daddy? Would you hold me? I'm broken. I can't, I can't face this without you. He said, that sweet spirit of comfort come upon him. He said, I'll hold you today. And I'll hold you tomorrow. Hey, and I'll hold you till I call you home. It's going to be all right. I've got you. He said, I stood there staring at the sky and I knew somehow, some way, I didn't understand it. But I knew my God was going to bring me through this thing. He's a broken nut. I wonder what he produced out of that. I've told that story 25 funerals, I guess. Somebody has nearly always said that helped me. So his brokenness, whenever this occurred years ago, still happened to people today. Are we nuts? Yeah, we are. But we belong to God. Do you belong to him today? If he was to go down into the garden and look at his orchard, would you see, would you see him? Would he see you? Are you there? Are you one of them wasted things tied up, laying on this world, depending on this world to get you through, the things of the world to get you through? I'm telling you, friend, you'll come up empty if you are. When it's all said and done, you're going to come up empty. But to them that put their trust in the Lord, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the well. And I've always found a dream. Amen. I can't tell you how many times I've needed him. And not one time, not once has he failed me. 
But I'll tell you this, I never blamed God and I never didn't know that he was going to help me. And the more broken we are, the more help we can have. I believe that. Randy said it well, if you're going to do anything, before I make sure you better hurry, because this year's nearly over. But if you need help today, he'll help you before the year's over. All you gotta do is ask him. If you're broken, he can't say no to stand on her feet. She's gonna play something softly on the piano. Ask you to bow your heads all over the station. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.